Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm my chip ups, man. I got this, yeah. Welcome back, ankle pickers. Coming at you Monday evening for a set the spread episode for UFC Fight Night. Rob Font, Cody Garbrandt back at the UFC Apex. We're coming off UFC 262. Dan and I were in the building making waves, meeting fans, hopefully creating new fans of the pod. So welcome any new listeners we may have attracted. We've got the usual set of characters here for our set and spread episodes. We've got DK in my upper left, Reese in my upper right. What's up with you guys, fellas? Doing terrific. Still riding the high from Houston. What an amazing weekend. Absolutely thrilling. Poha to Gilbert, or not to Gilbert, to Charles Oliveira. Got Gilbert on my mind. My bad. Who was yeah, I... I'm a little tired here on, on this Monday evening. And the reason why is because that Charles Oliveira performance pumps so much adrenaline through my veins. I've been sleep deprived. I have, I still haven't come down. from. It. Yeah. And you returned home to, I, I can't pronounce the name of the city today, but the scenes in the streets where they were just partying were Favela, awesome. Right. I, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but they, it looked awesome. I, I came props to him. Congrats. He's living the best life. Couldn't have happened to a better guy either. He's been around for a long ass Huge time. Huge Also, quick shout out to Michael Chandler for escaping that first submission when Oliveira had him backpacked. Holy shit. While dry. For real. All right. Tough to compliment the loser. Let's, uh, we'll, we'll get into the fights as we recap with our regularly scheduled programming later in the week. For now, we've got a six-fight main card. UFC Apex Arena, as mentioned. A little bit, little bit of... News to develop here. It sounds like because this fight was on last week's card originally, we've got at least one of Danny and Reese who might know this first Jack Hermanson, Edmund Shabazzian line. So Danny thinks he knows it. Reese, why don't we just turn it over to you for you set it and we won't count this one for the game for the week. Yeah, we'll do it quick just to get the line out there for people who are wondering. Uh, I, uh, my take on this fight and I'll get more in depth in later in the week is this is Jack Hermanson's fight to lose. I think that if he drops this one, he all of a sudden turns into maybe a little bit of a gatekeeper for that middleweight division instead of a guy that could be challenging here shortly. But after Edmund Shabazian's performance against Derek Brunson, I, 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 would, I think this is a, a fight that will show how much he, he's taken from that and how much he's learned from that. Because I think Jack Hermanson is just as capable of doing that to him. So I think as great as Ed, Edmund Shabazian is, and, and especially for as young as he is, he, he would be the youngest person on this podcast if he was here. I, I think that he, they kind of gave, I think Brunson gave a good pass on, on how to beat him. And I think Hermanson can follow that suit. So I'm going to go uh, Hermanson's minus. I'm going to go as high as 170. I'll give Shabazzian plus 150. You're all over it. Uh, for Full disclosure for our listeners, this uh, this fight was supposed to be last week, and so when I submitted my picks, my third-party tracker was still present. Um, I think it's 160. 
but you're all over it for the exact right reasons. Yeah. Um, unless that Kobe, let me know if it's moved. 155, but yeah, y'all are. Oh, he's in the wrong direction. The thing that's weird about that one, where did it open? Was it 160 that it opened at? It opened minus 115 back in March. Ooh, did that Brunson fight take place yet in March? Had to be. Oh, yeah, it had to. Wouldn't have been scheduled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an idiot. Um, that's interesting. I, I, I think this is probably going to end up being a no bet, even though I think Hermanson, it's his fight to lose. The only reason why is because I, I really am curious to see how much Shabazian has changed after that Brunson loss. That was a much needed loss for him, as, as weird as that sounds to say. But all right, I, I'm good. That was a good warm up, actually. My juices are flowing. I might like a little, like, uh, a no point prelim warm up before. It's nice to get the juices flowing. We can take that in consideration. I'll run it upstairs and see what kind of reaction it gets. Let's get into the game. <laughs> We've got DK coming off a win down 6-7 on the year. One within tying things up. So the second fight on the main card, the first one we're counting for the game, we've got David Dvorak and Julian Paiva at flyweight. Mm. Dan, kick things off. I kick things off down one? All right. Yeah, coming off a win. Okay, okay. Um, Halloween Paiva's guy I'm a big fan of uh, I've compared him in the past on this show to a sports car a guy who is really cool to look at starts really fast does really cool shit until it breaks down a lot of maintenance um, but you can expect an, a show for the, for the capacity the energy he has David Dvorak has a a lot less octagon experience in terms of the UFC, but he is riding on like, I think a 10 fight win streak, including um, some of the other promotions. I don't see this as too big of a favorite, but I got to imagine Paiva is a favorite, maybe minus 130, minus 135. I'm going to go with minus 135. It's mm. a good line. It th- So I actually, for those who are familiar, I'm also a big fan of Paiva. And I think we've been doing this podcast for most of his UFC career, at least. Uh, we started mid-2020. I was looking. I remember watching the Kai Car France. I thought that was when we were watching, but we weren't. But I remember he, he got a split decision to Kai Car France that I actually scored to him. And then Von Torin, who just had a good performance this weekend, beat him. And I, I But I'm a big fan of Paiva. I think that in, in this uh, – they're flyweights, right? There's a bantam. Because I, I know he can go up to bant. He's long. He's long for flyweights. He's a long, good, rangy striker. I actually have Dvorak as the favorite here, though, which is scaring me based on what Danny was saying. I think Danny's probably right on it. Um, I just love what I see out of Dvorak. And I think that from I was re- I actually have gotten to watch film on Dvorak this this uh, week so far. He was one of my earlier ones, and his performance against Jordan Espinosa was phenomenal, like phenomenal. And it made me think that he actually brings something to the table that Paiva might have might struggle with. Um, but because I don't truly know, I'm gonna be a dick. And I'm just going to do 115 each way or 110 each way. I don't, I don't feel comfortable making Dvorak the favorite, but I came in with Dvorak um, 120 and the other side one, uh, one, one or even, but I, I want to go 110 each way. Dvorak's favorite minus 145. Oh, that's too high. 
That's too high. Good call though, Reese. Thank you. I so it honestly, I wouldn't have gotten that one. I would have been with Danny if I didn't watch film this week because I, I know didn't. what Piva has. Watch that Jordan Espinosa fight back, and it makes you kind of look and you go, you know what? Like he brings the tools to the table to actually beat Piva, and. I mean, this is anyone's fight. I think it's dog or pass, but I, I did kind of think that he would be the favorite. I'm all right. Let's go, baby. Go hot. On top of it, congrats. I'm feeling juice. That warm up round, baby. Woo! Third fight on the main card. We got a women's featherweight bout: Norma oh, Dumont and Felicia Spencer. Oh shit! Reese, kick things off. Um. All right. By the way, I'm on Tapology, and I think I saw Court McGee's name. I did. That is wild. Court McGee off that. I love Court McGee, but I have off of that uh, Carl's Condit loss. All right, I'm not getting Bogdanovich. Felicia Spencer, I imagine the favorite for no other reason than she has a title fight already at 45. That's seriously it. It was, an, it was not a great performance. She got annihilated by Amanda Nunes, but that was her most recent performance. And so I feel like that would be fresh, especially in a division that's so hard to make lines for. I mean, they don't, I don't even think they have a full top 15 because they don't have a full top 15 rostered fighters. I wouldn't be surprised if they do away with featherweight going forward. But I imagine Felicia Spencer is the favorite. I don't know a ton about um, Dumont other than what we've seen out of her in the UFC. I, I did not tape before. I saw the early loss to Megan Anderson. Um, and so, and I obviously saw the Ashley Evans Smith unanimous decision. But I'm just going to say Felicia Spencer's favored. I have no idea by how much, but based on the fact that I don't think Dumont brings a world-breaking type name and has a sus, not sus loss, but a first-round knockout to uh, Megan Anderson, I'm going to say it's Felicia Spencer minus 190. You were all over it with your description, and I think you even went too high. The, other, mm. the only other thing that I want to, to bring to this is that Dumont – has not fought professionally at featherweight or no, her only fight at featherweight was that first round chaos. She's never Ooh. won at featherweight. So Megan Anderson knocked the and clock then, out. And then Ashley Evan Smith, she dropped back down to 35. Right. Mm. But I do think you're over it just because exactly what you said, this, this division is so shallow. That's why um, I think, Coming off a title fight, though, I mean, I know we 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 might even overplay the, the how much effect the because a lot of casual people aren't necessarily betting this early to move the lines. Um, interesting. Okay, the number I had written down was sixty-five, one sixty-five, forty-five. Spencer. Okay, that could be a play. Well, she's going to be larger. Like- she's going to have a size advantage in there. By the way, this one opened not even a full week ago. Or I don't know that it opened not even a full week ago. A, a week ago, Felicia Spencer was minus 350. And it's come wow. down to minus 145. Wow. What are Sharp seeing in Dumont? I cannot wait to tape this one. This it's could be not, fun. I, I wonder if they're seeing something in Dumont or if it's the exact thing that we just talked about. Is that this week, this division is weak. There will be a, not even the size issue, but more that that Felicia Spencer is coming off a title fight that is, is, I mean, but Norma's not a ranked bantamweight. It's, it's simply because she's a body though. I mean, Felicia Spencer, would she be a ranked bantamweight? Probably not. I mean, she got, she'd have a big size advantage on a lot of those women. And I'm expecting her to have a size advantage here. 
Yeah, but 300 is untouchable. Even I bet Dumont. I don't even know who she is. 300? It's crazy. 1-1. One, one. Well, congratulations, Danny. That, I, I thought I went low on the 190, and, and I once you said, oh, I'm gonna, I think you went a little high. I was like, good, free point for your boy. 1-1, one, one, heavyweight bout next, Jared Bandera and Justin Tapa. DK. Heavyweights, this is so tough. Um, I, I have to favor Tafa. I guess they're both coming off losses. I don't even know if I can favor Tafa. I don't know if you can Tafa's favor. definitely the bigger name. Um, I'm going to go minus 130, Justin Tafa. And I'm going to go that under one and a half is minus 160. Tell me about that, Kobe. I'll find it. So what you went? Where'd you go? Minus one thirty for Tafa or for Vandera? For Tafa. Tafa. So Vandera, the one opponent that everyone should remember, is his contender series performance against Harry, none other than Harry Hunsucker, who he beat, and then Harry Hunsucker somehow found his way into the UFC anyways, just to get destroyed by Tai Tuivasa. That's the thing about heavyweights. I've had arguments with people before being like middleweight, heavyweight, and, and, and light heavyweight are so strong. It, it, it appears that because they're so top heavy, but it, it gets thin and it gets thin fast. And I would say both of these guys, I, I would wager a decent money that both of these guys, assuming that more heavyweight prospects come up, won't be in the UFC, say two years from now. Um, I, I, Unbettable fight, like literally unbettable fight. I just think from uh, a, a rounds perspective going, I mean, Carlos Philippe, didn't he have a good win recently? I know he won a unanimous decision to him. Um, oh, he beat Justin Taffa, duh. So, but he also beat Jorgen DeCastro. I, I'm going to, I'm with Danny. I, is it cheating to say the same line? 130. Uh, I'm going to decide. I'm not going to allow that. Price is right me, one side. These guys are both such garbage. I'll go uh, Tafa. What, you did 30? Yep. I'll do Tafa uh, minus 125. Danny's going to sneak the point. Poha! <laughs> it's actually minus 185. It's come down from two, minus 205. That's egregious. So what's that over-under if, if you have it up, Kobe? If not, who under- cares? One and a half is only minus 125. Okay. I wasn't too far off. I said, I'm not going to lie. That, like, Tafa is unbettable there. Like, do not put him in your parlays. I will never forgive you. Like, you can't do it. It's a joke. Even if, even if Tafa comes out there and KOs him in 30 seconds, it's in one punch. Even if it's one punch and he doesn't eat anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared of heavyweights. Yeah. Me too. Working our way down, women's strawweight, Yan Zhaonan and Carla Esparza. Reese down two to one on the day. You go for it. So, God, that price is right. I've had a couple tough sneaks. Okay, I uh, this one's really tough for me to, to pick. I, I won't lie. I think my next two picks are going to surprise Danny, so I'm excited to see where he is. So, Jan is calling for a title shot 
if she beats Carla Esparza here. And as, as, as crazy as that sounds, it's actually not that crazy. Undefeated in the UFC, 13-1 and one in her pro career. She's beaten the likes of Claudia Gadelia, who I thought Claudia Gadelia would win that fight. Carolina Kovalkiewicz, who obviously that didn't age as well as when it happened at the time. Angela Hill, who seems to be a journeyman who can beat anybody on random nights, beat her via unanimous decision. So I think that a title shot, act, when I heard her say it, I was like, oh, that she's crazy. Honestly, within possibility for her. But then you flip to the other side and you're talking about the old champion, the next champ. And I do wonder slash worry about how how Jan can do against Asparza's wrestling, if, if Asparza chooses to wrestle, because Jan is significantly longer. I mean, Asparza's only 5'1", so that's not that... I mean, everyone's longer than her. But I actually I actually have Jan as a favorite coming in here. I really do. And I, and I, I think... I think it's going to be not huge, but I, I think Jan's a favorite, and I also think I like him. And one of the big things that I think Danny might also be on my side, but I'm not sure, is that Michelle Waterson win for uh, Esparza. Is, it, it was a split decision, close win. I actually remember having it for Waterson. And, the, and, and then also Marina Rodriguez, split decision win for Marina Rodriguez. So she's off a couple splits. The thing is, Jan resembles them stylistically quite well. She's, very, she's a great striker, throws hard, and can, and can distant manage well. So I think with those two very similar wins and now grabbing a girl who has title in her eyes, I think Esparza is going to fall. I, I like Esparza, but I'm going to go Jan. And I'm going to do it at minus 130. So Esparza plus 110. So I actually think I differed with you on that Esparza fight. I think I favored Jan. Mm. Uh, she's a but great no, fighter. Well, you you said no. You said that you were surprised that. Uh, oh, oh yeah, did I say I as far as I said Gedalia. Oh, Gedalia. That's okay, what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. so sorry. No, you're um, right. but yes, I I see Yan Zhao Nan kind of just as a more productive Angela Hill, a woman who sets a heavy pace and can keep it, but Yan has has power behind her. Um, not to the same level as Wei Li, but that same kind of Chinese like boxing prowess. I, I'm kind of right there with you. What was your number again? Shit. Minus one thirty. That's a that's a great number. Um I think I'm right there with you though. I think that you said that you liked it and you still have her as a favorite. I think I'm just gonna go minus one. 50 that's a good line that's a good line my heart's pumping minus 125 he stays alive fuck and i'm so confident this main event oh my god let's go main event bantamweight rob font and cody garbrandt danny 2-2 on the day wow yeah pressure is on Danny's oh my god! Huge advantage, huge advantage. Let's go, because <laughs> he can't hear my breakdown now. Let's go. I don't think I need to hear your breakdown. You um, can't price right me either, bitch. We've got Rob Font, New England Cartel, coming off three straight victories, including a round one finish over Marlon Marais. 
And then we look at Cody, a guy who both of us faded against the Sun Sao. He won off a, an absolutely awesome high re- highlight reel right hook. But something that wasn't very technically sound. Before that, he had a long layoff. I'm talking like almost a year and a half and three straight losses. You, you were talking about surprising me, but I think that we're on the same page here. I think Rob Font's the favorite, even though no, he's a bigger God. name. Fuck. I had that. I have, I have Bob Font as the favorite. Surprise, surprise. Reese is on Bob Font. But I, I don't Bobby. think it's huge because because Cody is the bigger name. And I know that you like to fade Team Alpha Male, but I think that it's only minus 120. Oh, my God. So, no joke. The line I came in with was Rob Font minus 120. I thought that Danny was going to be shook by the fact that I have him as a favorite. We both faded Cody I know. against it, a sunset. It's not that. It's not that. It's more about the fact that Bob Font, you know, it, it, I mean, obviously, you know, all you, you know your stuff, but Bob Font comes in primarily as a striker. And I think a lot of people, he's part of that New England cartel. And I think a lot of people go, okay, well, no one can match Cody's boxing. Nobody can. And I think that I'm going to be the one who goes, Cody's I, in his own head about his boxing. He thinks he's Not Anderson even, Silva. He thinks think, that, like, he thinks that he is like the gift to us UFC fans. He's not. Keep your hands you think, up, Cody. You're gonna you get think, fucking hit by Rob, Rob Font. New England Cartel is gonna be in the building. I agree. I agree. And I think that I had I bet Rob Font as the dog against Marlon Moraes. Rob Font beat Ricky Simone. Rob Font. I had big money on Rob Font against Sergio Pettis, but that was that was much more about um, his lankiness because Sergio had to fight up. That was when Dana was cutting the flyweight, so he fought up to ban him when he really – he was just outlanked more than anything else. Um, oh, fuck my life. 120 is exactly where I wanted to be, and now I'm deciding what would I personally have the line at. I would be a lot closer to, like, Bob minus, like, 140. Problem is – I really imagine this line to steam down. So I'm almost tempted to say like Garbrandt minus 120. Um, I got to decide. I really think Danny's right on. So what's more likely? Is it more likely that I'm that Bob Font is closer to my line where he's a heavy favorite or that people have bet it down and that Garbrandt's either the favorite or was a heavy favorite and now it's closer to even. All right, I'll just flip it i'll i'll do bob or i'll do uh garbrandt minus 120 we're gonna tie minus Wait, one what? both ways <laughs> no way let's go Poha. here we go wait 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 kobe what did it open at kobe kobe what did it open at font minus 125 oh okay so little movement damn i, I should take that fucking point for that dude i know oh, okay honestly. here we go we got a walk-off tiebreaker no more ties <laughs> Reese got a lead though, right? The last I'm only up one. I'm minutes. only up one round. All right, hold on. What is it? Ricardo Hamos and Bill Algio. Oh, let's go. Reese kicking things off. All right, this is. I don't know if Country Club Kobe picked this on purpose or not. 
because he knows I fade team alpha male almost exclusively. And Ricardo Ramos, the team alpha male guy. Oh, give me a second. I didn't, I obviously didn't think this would go to some victory. So lost off Lerone Murphy, a quick TKO. We probably bet that knowing me. I'm a big Lerone Murphy guy. Guard Gory. Journey Newsome, Sad Nero. Okay, so he's got okay. Good experience out of Ricardo Ramos. A couple tough losses. Okay, but against tough guys. Bill Algio. Now I am very familiar with Algio because we've seen him recently. He had a, a unanimous decision against Spike Carlisle that actually gave him the pink slip. Spike. Um, I'm gonna say Ricardo Ramos, and God, I hate you, Kobe, because I don't want to even. I don't want these words to leave my mouth. I think Ricardo Ramos is going to be the favorite. Oh, I think he's going to be the favorite, but I'm going to fade Team Alpha Male, so I guess the farther it goes, the better. I'm going to say Ricardo Ramos minus one thirty. Balls in your court, Dan. <laughs> thank you, Reese. I think you gave me a free point. Uh, Kobe, thank you for picking this, Wait, too, because I think I you gave me low? a free point. Is it Ricardo Ramos minus, like, 180? No, it's Bill Algio. I, I don't know if you all remember. I bet Bill Algio both against Ricardo Lamas and Spike Carlisle. I was on it for three, maybe even four units against Spike. Bill Algio's jiu-jitsu is no joke. This dude is a grappling treat. This is a guy I know, but I, so, but Ricardo, but so was Ricardo Rom. That, that's what I'm saying is Bill Algio is one of those guys that like, I look forward to see him grappling on regional circuits. Like I, I watch his tutorials. I've learned, I've learned about um, butterfly guard from Bill Algio on like a YouTube oh, series. I'm fucked. I'm this, fucked. This is like this is a chorus. This is for sure. Algio favored. I'm gonna go minus one fifty because you said this is a chorus cook in the book. He's a good grappler, but Algio is my dude. I you cannot wait to fucking bet Bill Algio. Minus one twenty five Algio. Danny takes it. Tie ball game 2021. Uh what a walk-off there. We got a tie in the fifth. I want to bring it up to the commission. I think that was uh, – you bring up – Team Alpha Male fade, and, and then Danny sitting there knows Bill, what color Bill Algeo's cock is. Like, this is unfair. It, it, <laughs> it's not you know my fault. Freckles, I love jiu You know how many freckles are on his nuts? This is bullshit. Learning I'm butterfly I'm a big art. Bill Algeo fan. <laughs> All right. It, I is it bad that I would I would I would do anything to win this? <laughs> <laughs> it is not bad. That's what we want to hear. Oh. So back with regularly scheduled programming. Record Wednesday night out Thursday morning to you fans. And until then, can I get a poha from our winner DK? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.